Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. December 30th, 2020. Ryan Cook's here with us to talk a little bit about bass fishing, because that's what we do here. We talk about bass fishing. It's a Bass Fishing Report podcast. Welcome. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at thebass.report and on the web the bass dot report i make it really easy and then i say i say it twice and i sound like i to myself i sound like an idiot but gotta let people know where to find things uh we're going to be talking about the mother load lakes mother load lakes of course and shasta coming up there's a team event mark lasane was on yesterday talking about that uh he's been up there a bunch ryan has not and we talk a little bit about how he gets ready for a tournament when he has not been able to pre-fish so stay tuned. Listen up. Here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Gator don't play no shit. You, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Come, children. Let me tell you a tale about ships and whales we got cook on deck what's going on ryan so what is happening so i've been watching your instagram you've been catching these big old big old jig fish and i'm gonna have to tell everybody you told me not to tell everybody but i know that you're dredging them things in sex panther I know it. You know what I am, and 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 it's it's made from bits and pieces of real panther, so you know it's good. That's which what I is hear. Nice. That's what I hear, and yeah. I heard it also. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Six out of ten times, it works every single time. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Which are if you're a baseball player and you're batting six hundred throughout the season, um, I take those odds any day. And if you're a fishing guide, I mean that works out real well. I mean you can't beat those Six- odds. You can't. Well, I mean, you, you, it could work eighty percent of the time every time, but that's just asking. That that's kind of reaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, give us the lowdown on uh, on the fishing in that area, and then I want to I want to talk to you about the uh, upcoming uh, derb. Yeah, man. It's so. Whew, what a lot has changed. A lot has changed in this last week. Um, I I haven't been able to get on my deeper fit now. I'm talking Don Pedro right now. Um, I have not been able to get on my deeper fish and believe it or not, everything that we've caught this last week has been pretty much less than 10 foot of water. We've got a few out in that 20, 30 range, but pretty much everything's real shallow, man. Um, and it's not, there's not a great shallow bite, but they are quality fish and the fish that are shallow right now, I mean, they're there to eat, you know, that's about the only reason they're there on the bank right now. And I firmly believe that, uh, um, man, uh, all the bait fish is really pulled out of the creeks and all the birds are hanging out main Lake. And I'm pretty sure that's where the bait has moved to. So I think a lot of those fish that are in the creeks rather than following the bait out, I think they just moved up targeting crawdads, which, which is great for me. I mean, I look, there's no bait I'd rather throw than a jig, you know, hands down. If I can get, Oh, even a bite an hour on a jig, I'm not going to put it down. You know, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, you, you know how to sling a jig. That's for sure. Man, I love throwing a jig. I just love throwing a jig. I mean, you know you're going to get bit, and you know you're going to catch your better fish on it. You know, that's why I love throwing it. Um, You know, you go out and throw six-inch worm on a shaky head, that kind of stuff. Your Nico rigs, I mean, you're, yeah, you are targeting better fish. You're going to see some good ones. But that jig, I just, 
I just feel like you get that jig around a fish over five pounds, it, 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 it's going to think a lot harder about eating that than it is a, a four or six inch worm. You know, it's just, it, it's just more protein for it. Mm-hmm. And you're throwing the, the G money, the G money jig, right? Uh, I'm throwing, yeah, I'm throwing two jigs right now for the most part. I'm throwing a, a half ounce G money jig that I'm, I'm trimming down real, real thin, not a lot of skirt material. Um, not a lot of bulk to it. You know, it's, it's, I'm making it a real thin trailer. Um, I, I'm actually cutting about half of the strands out of, of the skirt. I'm sorry, a real thin skirt. And then I've actually scaled down on, on, on my finesse jig. I've scaled down to a four inch double tail Yamamoto, um, which is just a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner profile than the five inch. And then my other jig I'm throwing is a three quarter ounce full skirt with a five inch double tail or a, um, a sweet beaver on there. And that's kind of my bulkier, a little bit bigger jig, trying to get a few bigger bites on it. Although the funny thing is I'm getting bigger bites and more bites on the smaller trim down jig. So, um, mm-hmm. they're both working, you know, it, it's just kind of what you want to do if you want to go out and target bigger fish or smaller fish. And literally right now, if you want to target the bigger ones without throwing a swim bait, just throw a bigger jig, you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's my best advice. But like I said, the bigger fish are coming on the smaller jig. So it's, it's not one of those years. I feel like they're eating a lot of big stuff. They're just, they're really, yeah, they're, they're just kind of finicky this year. Um, but there is a heck of a decent jig bite right now. If, if you know how to throw a jig, or even if you don't know how to throw a jig right now is a great time to go to Pedro, get on the bank, old school, shut your graph off and just go fishing and you can catch them, which is kind of funny that I'm saying that considering last week we were talking about electronics and finding fish and <laughs> firing them out deep, firing them up out deep. But man, Hey, I wasn't expecting this, and I don't know why it happened, but you play the hand you're dealt, you know? Well, Mark Lassane said the same thing yesterday about uh, about Shasta. You know, he said anywhere from 5 to 50 feet. They're just they're just everywhere. And I don't know if that's because of, yeah. the, because of the weather this year, um, not a lot of rain, you know, I, who knows? Man, Shasta's got such a healthy population of fish, and all our lakes do. Our mother lakes do also, but... Shasta is one of those lakes, it, man, I really, really wish I could guide up there because it's, it's really hard to go. Now I, I don't, you know, I, I haven't been up there in years. I talked to people that fish and I know about it. Um, but it, it's really hard to go up there, you know, and not put 20, 30 fish in the boat. Like you almost have to almost try to, you know, it, it's just such a healthy, healthy fishery for numbers. It's, I'm excited to get up there this weekend. You know, I, I can't wait to go fish it. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about that and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but let's finish it up. Let's finish up in your area okay. and then we'll move over there and, okay. and, and geek out. So Don Pedro, like I said, everything's shallow and I don't have much of a report. I know there's still a few guys catching them out deeper. There are a few swim bait fish being caught. Finally, I've heard of a few this week. Um, nothing over about six, seven pounds, no giant, giant fish, but some nice ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, my bite's been shallow. I'm running jig shallow, and I'm running them literally all over the lake. I've, I've caught a few good ones this week on even some main lake points right up two foot of water, um, some steep bluff walls, and even in the backs of some creeks, there's some shallow fish. So that's my advice for Pedro. Lake McClure, uh, I, I have been up there again once since we talked last week. Um, pretty similar bite. It was tougher overall. We did get on them in a couple of, of – uh, I don't want to call them creek channels, but longer cuts, um, longer main lake cuts. And mm-hmm. man, when you get on the right stuff, when you get on the right school of bait, I mean, you can sit there and just load the boat, but when you don't find it, there's not much of a decent shallow bite at McClure. There's a few fish shallow, but a lot of those, man, a lot of that lake's just like a ghost town right now. It, it's really strange, but 
at McClure, you definitely need to be around the bait. You got to go find it. And, and, and that's where they're at. It's, it's real similar from last week. Um, so it's funny that those two lakes, I mean, literally, if you, if you look at them on a map, when those lakes are full, they almost touch. There's just one small stretch of road and mountain between them, yep. hill between them. Yeah. And, and they've got the exact same fish in them brought over from the same areas and they fish completely different. It's just, it's really funny to see. Well, I've, now I've, heading up to Maloney's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So heading up to Maloney's again, I haven't been up there. Um, I am going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go me and my buddy, Joey Verna. Um, he owns that water stage stop here at the gun shop. I'm going to go up just me and him go have a fun day. Just kind of go peek around, go play around. Um, so I'm excited to get up there. I've, I've heard the bite at Maloney's is pretty good right now. So I will, I will have a better report on that for you next week. But from what I've heard, um, Maloney's is almost kind of like Shasta right now. It, it's, it's kind of wide open as far as there's a lot of guys catching them dirt shallow right on the bank. And then I, I, I talked to a buddy earlier that was up there a couple of days ago and he got on a pretty decent spoon bite out in like 75 foot of water suspended over 120 type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to get up there and and go put the pieces of that puzzle together for sure. Awesome, yeah. No, I'm I'm thinking about Friday or Saturday where I'm going to go, and I might mm-hmm. just have to check that out because that sounds good. And I've and the Graham, I've been seeing a lot of things on the Graham. Uh, yeah. So call me uh, uh, call me up Thursday before you decide where you're going to go, and I'll I'll be able to have some more info for you for sure. Sweet, yeah. And I'll uh, I'll you know who knows we'll post a little something on Instagram and uh, a little update, a pre uh, a midweek update between your much anticipated reports um, because people seem to seem to love them. They, they love them some Ryan cook. So uh, thanks Ryan. That's, that's perfect for, for the mother load, but let's talk about the Derb, man. Uh, you're going out, you're going out fishing. First of all, who's your, who's your partner in this team event? So, so I'm fishing this one with my buddy, Robert Benson. Um, he actually owns Merced Tattoo and Piercing. He's my tattoo guy. Okay. Also, my fishing partner for this season. This will be our first tournament together. Um, he's still pretty new to this. You know, he's got a lot to learn, and he's wanting to learn. And and uh, and he's he's got a really nice truck and a really nice boat. We're going to run his stuff this season. And, and uh, yeah, man, I get to go play with his toys, so it's going to be fun. Um, I... Man, I'm looking forward to Shasta. I, I have not, I haven't been to Shasta in probably, I fished a TOC, I've only been to Shasta once. Um, when I was probably 21 years old, I fished my first TOC ever there. It was 100% bass. And we went up there so stoked that we had just made the TOC. That was our goal that whole first season was just, man, we just got to make it to the TOC. That's it. And we fished for our five fish limit every time, just barely squeaked by. And we were stoked. We got up there, had no clue what we were doing, got our butts kicked. Um, and that's the last I've seen that lake. So I'm very excited to go back now. Um, you know, knowing a lot more about bass fishing, obviously, and being able to put things together and go see what we can do up there. The only problem is fishing a tournament of that caliber blind is, you know, definitely not, not easy, but, um, being that it is a spot of bass fishery, man, it's really easy just to go get on a pattern and then just run it. So, that's what we're going to do. Well, it was a perfect segue. It was a perfect segue because my next question was, um, you know, I was going to ask you where your, your partner is, if he's up there, he's down here. So you guys both don't have a whole lot of intel on, on the lake. It's a huge, it's a huge fishery. There's, it's a big body of water. 
What's your, well, I mean, I'm not going to ask your whole game plan, but I mean, what do you think about when you're going into something like that? I mean, obviously you said spotted bass, you kind of know those, that's your, your bread and butter really. So how, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So man, and everybody is, everybody's tournament strategy and the way they're going to break this down and the way they're going to prepare for it is different. Um, so I should be telling you that I've been doing all my homework. I've been doing all this research, reading the local fishing reports, talking to who I can up there and pulling up everything on Google earth, doing all that kind of stuff. But I'm not, um, I'm not doing any of that. That is what you should be doing. I'm the type Man, I, I've, I've never been big on homework, even when I was back in grade school, you know, high school, <laughs> just didn't do it. So, so I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to run up there. I'm going to have me about six or seven rods rigged up with all my confidence baits. And I'll tell you what I'm going to have right now. I don't care. I'm going to have two Nico rigs. I'm going to have one big Nico rig. I'm going to have one smaller Nico rig. I'm going to have two jigs. I'm going to have a big bulky jig. I'm going to have a smaller finesse jig. I'm going to probably have a tube on a spinning rod. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have a smaller glide bait, probably an S waiver 168. And I might, and I probably should put on an A rig, but I'm going to go old school and put on like a three quarter ounce spinner bait because I get a mud line rolling or something. And I'm literally going to go up there and I'm going to go fish my instinct. I don't even know where I'm going to start. I am going to pick one arm of the river. I don't know which one yet. I'm going to sit down Friday night in my hotel and look at the current lake level, pull it up that night and pick one arm for whatever has the best stuff that I like to fish. Mm-hmm. And bud, we're going to go junk fishing. Um, I'm not even going to use the graphs a lot because it just takes so much time to do that and find the right stuff. I, I don't have the time. I'm going to pull up on what looks good and fish it to the best of my ability. And when we get a few decent bites, I'm going to try to duplicate that pattern in that arm of the lake because it's just too big of a lake to run all in one day. So I, we need to call it something different when you're, when you're junk fishing, we're going to call it something different because you're, you're pretty good at the junk fishing, man. That you like, Oh, well, you had to go junk fishing. But like every time you go, you have, you have confidence when you go junk fishing. I know you do. There there's there. No, I do. And like when I say junk fishing, it's not just going and getting lucky. It's, it's, it, I mean, Mike Iconelli did a, you know, a show called, um, city limits fishing back in the day. I don't know if you ever saw it. Yeah, it was a big thing. But but that's that's one thing that he kept talking about was we get a bite and we build from there. We put a pattern together and it's very true. Every bite tells you something if you pay attention to it. So once you get a few bites, if you know what to look for, you know what you know what that bite's telling you. If if you know the right questions to ask yourself, you can build on that. And before you know it, an hour later you know exactly what to do on a lake you've never been to. Yeah. Um and I do, man, I, I'm telling you, I, now I'm, I'm big on my electronics. I'm big on my graphs. I love teaching people that. And I love video game fish, and I do like that. But I am at my very best and my most confident um, when I don't need a graph, when the fish are shallower than 20 foot of water, a decent amount of them, and I go fish my instinct. Um, and that's one thing, man, if we could talk about that for a minute. And I know a lot of guys probably don't buy into it. They don't believe it. And it's one of those things you have to get out there and spend a lot of time on the water to understand it. But um, you got to go with your gut. You got to trust your instincts. I truly believe there's, there's, there's just something in us, you know, as, as, as living beings that, that have a, a sense that we don't understand when it comes to the outdoors. And I can't tell you how many times, um, I have been sitting there fishing, a, you know, an area that I know I should be in during a tournament, not getting bit, grinding it out, you know, not, it doesn't feel right, but I'm doing it because I'm telling myself it's the right thing to do, you know? And, 
I don't do that anymore. If something doesn't feel right, I'm gone. You yep. know, yep. Um, you, you've got to go with your gut, and you've got, uh, you, you know, you've just got to go with your natural ability to make those decisions, especially without pre-fishing. So, I got a little long-winded there, but I'm oh. fired up, man. I I'm not nervous. I'm excited, but you know, I, I definitely am scratching my head because I don't. It, it's just getting in that. It's just getting in that rhythm, and I really hope I can get in my rhythm within the first hour, and not you know, it not take three or four. Yeah, I mean, for someone who you fish so much and you, and you got a lot of knowledge, obviously, but you know, you get to go to a new body of water. I mean, new for the last. Like, I don't know how old you are now, but twenty one. You were twenty one. Now you're now you're going fourteen years ago. Now you're going back. Um, yeah, no, we're the same age, so we're you're going back to, to the place that. You know, you were stoked about when you were you were youngin, and now now you're going back, and you got to be excited. That's I mean, that's super cool, and and uh, we're definitely. Oh, I'm super stoked. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be watching. Um, you know, I'm gonna be I'm I'm actually definitely gonna be watching and and seeing how everything goes, and and I'm I'm wishing the best for you, man. I'm hoping you can pull it off. I appreciate that very much. Our goal, and I don't want to sound like I'm I'm gonna lay up or fish chicken, so to speak, but I'm. I'm definitely not going to go out um, swinging for the fence on these, especially without being a pre-fish, you know, being able to pre-fish. Um, but the TOC for this is at Lake McClure next October, Yep. which is going to be a brutally tough bite, which is exactly what I want for a TOC in my own backyard. So my only goal is to make that TOC. Now I would love to win some coin along the way and maybe pick up a couple trophies. That'd be awesome. You know, but I'm not going out expecting that. Um, I'm going out. I am going to fish for hopefully top 30 finishes each time. That would be my goal. Top 30, those four tournaments, I'd be real happy. Um, I think if you finish top 50, top 60 each tournament, you're going to make the TLC no problem. I don't even know what they take, but uh, that's the goal. But man, hey, I, you know, if we go up there and stick a couple of big ones, I mean, you, you never know what could happen for sure. Yeah, and like you said, that 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 lake has, and like I talked about, Mark and his his podcast out today. If anybody wants to listen to that, Mark's been up there a lot, and he he did share a lot. I was actually surprised at how much he shared about. He's been up there, like I said, the last couple of weeks, days and days and days. So, and he said, you know, mm-hmm. there's tons of fish to be caught. Um, they're cookie cutter. You're going to have to try to find that big bite to, and ounces. This is one of those tournaments, right, where ounces count. Like tenths of ounces, yeah, it's, right? It's yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 one of those deals, and we call it like a balance beam fest. You know, I mean, my buddy Robert. Hopefully, as long as we're catching him, you know, he's going to be back there on that balance beam all day long, going, "Well, this one looks a yep. little bit heavier than this one." Yep. And when you're on spotted bass fisheries, especially spotted bass fisheries like Shasta, where it's Shasta's got a lot of real big spotted bass, but it's but it's not known to kick out a lot of giant spotted bass. You know, a three pounder is going to be a really really good fish Saturday. I'm I, I'm sure of that. Um, every single one hundredth of an ounce counts. I have lost mm-hmm. thousands of dollars before in tournaments at Lake McClure by two one hundredths of a pound. You know, I'm talking like just yep. a half a shad that got spit up. Yeah, that kind of yep, stuff, you know. Yep. So yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm 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 super pumped for it. No, I'm excited for you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Good luck. Um, you know, I'll be I'll be posting everything you're posting, and and um, I'm sure, of course, all your followers. And even though who doesn't follow, uh, half my half the my Instagram followers came from your Instagram following. So I'm pretty sure they all already follow you. But if you don't follow this guy at Ryan Cook Fishing and and uh, and his exploits this weekend. 
uh, at the Wild West team event. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it, as always, and uh, I'll be looking forward to chatting with you next week. (sighs) Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed. Best of luck to Mr. Cook out there and his partner. And, of course, his name escapes me. I didn't write it down like a good podcaster would. But I'm whoever said I was a good podcaster. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for everything. If I haven't get, gotten back to you on uh, on Instagram when you, when you message me, it's because it gets stuck in that stupid spam thing. So I got to check that like once a day. But it's great talking to you all. Um, glad you're enjoying it. Until the next report. See ya.